We got ready. Hello and welcome to Lux the Podcast. My name is Margot Morin. I'm America's Catholic sweetheart. And I'm Stephen Antonio. And I just wonder what the greatest commandment is. Do you know? Oh, you're still wondering? Yeah, I'm a little confused. Yeah. Yeah, it is confusing. Yeah. <laughs> like, couldn't he just be clear? Yeah. Um, um, and he, you know, he didn't answer with a parable, so an upgrade there. How about that? Yeah. yeah. Well, this uh, this week's reading is going to be a little bit more straightforward for you. Oh, oh thank you. And, um, yeah, we're in the 31st Sunday of Ordinary Time. We're coming up on Advent. It's almost Advent time. Almost. We have like a full month, but it's yeah. That's crazy. And our anniversary, right? Yes, yes. We're, we're, we need to plan something out. I know. I was thinking about this. It's, it's a three-year cycle of the lectionary, which means we have two more years to go of right, this. Right, we're done. And then we don't have to be in touch at all anymore, I think. Oh, good. Yeah. I, can, I, I can agree with that. What is that, 27? No. No. <laughs> no, then we'll expand. Well, then we'll do The Chosen. Oh, oh God. That's no. It'll be done by then, maybe. <laughs> In the me- oh, helpful. In the meantime, uh, here's what we do on Lux the podcast: we listen to the upcoming Sunday Gospel, we understand it hopefully a little bit better. I do the research so you don't have to, and then uh, we talk about it in light of our life experience and hopefully yours. Yes, and yeah, we have yeah some of those letters spelled Lux, and that's what we do. And right? you know, hello to our new visit, uh, new listeners. If you. Um, we talked about this at multiple meetings. So if you're new, oh. a shout out to my cousin who's who's a little bit behind. So we'll, we'll a little shout out from a, a month or two. <laughs> Hello from the future, cousin. <laughs> welcome, welcome all listeners of all. Who who even knows who you are? I know two or three. Yeah, I know one. Sure ones. Uh, but here uh, here's what listeners do know is that we always start with a icebreaker. Breaker. <laughs> and today's icebreaker questions are tell us how's your handwriting and what's your favorite place to sit in church oh okay um my handwriting is really good because i went to speech therapy and they that also was writing out clearly really? yeah so um my handwriting is really good to you do and, you have beautiful handwriting i've seen thank it. you and yeah. i have um I, I do have a, um, I can't read cursive anymore. You can't read it? No. Interesting. I know that's not part of the question, but I just wanted to share that with people. Yeah, no, that's that's intriguing. And then the best place to sit in church, oh man, I haven't like gone to a mass without being like staff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so I just thought it's something I'm not going to say, but uh, okay. I probably like I don't know. It just I, I, when I do go to mass, I I do hang out by the musician, um, and it has oh. no healer. Yeah. So that I can sit when everyone is kneeling. Yeah. I like. I do. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, my handwriting is pretty good. Yeah, I like your handwriting. I, oh, thanks. I still. It's sort of a cursive, yeah. non-cursive slurm you're always about connections margo and so and and also with your handwriting sure sure i'll take that uh and my favorite place to sit at church is usually with the musicians but in my where i work now i sit actually out in the 
the get the entryway of the church yeah because the church is pretty full oh, and it, which is good and i like to i just like to be on hand in case something happens you know during mass or whatever yeah so in my official capacity plus there are two or three people who come every week and sit out there oh so i call them the balcony seats and we sit together so that's very nice yeah uh so that's all you really need to know about us let's look at the sunday gospel <laughs> which is from chapter 23 1 to 12 and we it this happens kind of what's happening before this is that jesus and the pharisees and the sadducees have been having um sort of back and forths right which we which we've been hearing right and right. At, at this point jesus has just sort of shut them down and literally just before this reading it says something like they didn't ask any more questions after that because <laughs> they could they were like oh okay so that's, that's a very that's the uh strict translation of what happened i like that. they were like, they were like oh and that was it and so this so, is this is pretty close to his death then it's you know what he has set his he's decided to go toward jerusalem he started okay. his journey toward jerusalem okay okay so he's kind of still on tour i'd say okay 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 and the gospel sounds a little something like this then jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples saying the scribes and the pharisees have taken their seat on the chair of moses therefore do and observe all things whatever whatsoever they tell you but do not follow their example for they preach but they do not practice they tie up heavy burdens hard to carry and lay them on people's shoulders but they will not lift a finger to move them all their works are performed to be seen they widen their phylacteries and lengthen lengthen their tassels they love places of honor at banquets seats of honor in synagogues greetings in the marketplaces and the salutation rabbi as for you do not be called rabbi you have but one teacher and you are all brothers call no one on earth your father you have but one father in heaven do not be called master you have but one master the messiah the greatest among you must be your servant whoever exalts himself will be humbled but whoever humbles himself will be exalted okay okay yeah, yeah. what do you think what are your first thoughts which pops right out after uh yeah like the first shall be last is this i think a summary that's you you chose the last line of the reading yep. to be the first thing you talk about and that is so meta yeah <laughs> it's a, that's it's, so good it's about uh being humbling right yeah yeah it's, so he's so this is him like he's kind of coming coming hot the last two weeks yeah and now like you can you can see that he's kind of and you know with a conclusion of right. all of it right and I, and I want to point out that he's been talking to the pharisees and sadducees the yep. the jewish uh, leaders religious leaders right yep. um of his time 
But now he's turning and talking to the crowds about the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Right. The scribes they preach, and Pharisees. But don't practice. Right. They tie up heavy burdens hard to carry and lay them on the people's shoulders. Oh, Lord, that's a good line. But they do not lift a finger to move them. Oh, my gosh. That, that, that is a tattoo. Uh, why? Why does that stand out to you? Well, that's just like the carrot that some churches carry in front of people to make them do things. Like what? What um, are you thinking of? Well, recently, like my sister's been looking to get my my niece into like first communion classes and it just seemed like there was a, just, you know, carrying the carrot in front of her. To, they had to go to all these classes. They only could miss mm -hmm. any. They had to do three years of prep and all this stuff. Ooh. Yeah. So yeah. They tie up heavy burdens and then they put them on the shoulders of the people. And then when probably, you know, someone wise, like, say, Lux, the podcast, points <laughs> this out, they yeah. um, don't lift a finger to move it or change it. Right. Right. Interesting. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, this is a pretty fresh topic, right? It's, yeah. It's fresh in three settings, right? Because yeah. we, we keep talking about this. It's fresh in Jesus's time. Yeah. But also in, in our time, and especially, I think, in Matthew's time. Okay. Right. right. Which is, we got to keep remembering yeah, this yeah, yeah. idea, especially I think, especially for Matthew, because he really is talking. I read somewhere today he didn't know maybe that he was writing this for eternity, right? Right. So he wouldn't have been writing this for our sake, a message for us. Yeah. He's really writing to his own people a version of Jesus's story that is meant to make sense to them, yeah, and to inspire them, right? Yeah. This makes me want to look into Luther more. Really? Yeah. Because I can see someone reading this and being like, yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> T tell me more about this. What do you know about Luther? Nothing. I, I mean, he he nailed something to the to a church wall or maybe complaints. It was the first mm -hmm. suggestion box I heard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And he was asking for reform of the church, not necessarily a split. Mm -hmm. And then that's all I know. And then, of course, the Protestant sect was started there, but also right. probably the probably something with England, too, because that was also a split, but uh, maybe separate. Yeah. So I don't know much. This is so crazy, Stephen, that you mentioned this, because this is this is the weekend that Protestants sometimes celebrate as Reformation Weekend. Oh. Did you know that? No. <laughs> That's so funny. And they, uh, I think this reading is used sometimes as a criticism of not just the Jews, right? Right. Because they're mentioned specifically, but, but churches like the Roman Catholic Church. Yeah. Which has lots of rites and rituals and responsibilities and all yeah. of that. Um, and so here's what I'm wondering. Do you think Jesus is coming out in this story against organized religion? No, I don't. Oh, probably as it is, as we probably defined it today, yes. Oh. But he doesn't say, um, he doesn't say not to do it. I think he's just saying, um, I think he's trying to bring back the focus of the, the real message of it all. 
Yeah. Um, that because, because I do believe people are called to priest, uh, what is it? Priest, prophet, and king. Oh, yeah. Um, and so there is a, there is a role there, but I think it needs to be more about his messaging rather than the, 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 what he mentions in this, in this gospel, the burdens, having burdens yeah. or they preach and then they'll practice. I mean, that's, that's a huge thing on TikTok now. They're like, quote or they show a video from a pastor and then they show like an article about him or her but mostly it's that yeah doing something yeah. bad so um this is the preachers with sneakers thing right yeah, oh my god <laughs> yes the, the uh evangelical or or whoever really yeah really wearing huge watches and expensive sneakers and hanging around with justin bieber yes correct specifically yes. justin bieber <laughs> right right this the, the source of all evil right right exactly a canadian well, you you really agree with what jesus is saying here right because he says uh the scribes and the pharisees have taken their seat on the fair chair of moses they do have that role yeah you know of knowing the law and teaching the law right so he says you should do and observe all the things that they tell you to do. Yeah. Just not like they do it. Well, yeah, yeah. Or, or maybe the added ones, you know, like you, you don't need to add more. Right. <laughs> to it. You know, it's right. enough. Yeah. Or make, I, or I was just reading a bulletin some, from somewhere and um, it said, do you want to become a member of this church? So you can register and become a parishioner. And what every parish leader knows is that there's no such thing as registration. You know, that this is an American sort of phenomenon and that by virtue of your address, you belong yeah. to that parish. Right. And you have all the rights and responsibilities of being a parishioner without having to give your, you know, put your name on the mailing list. Yeah, right. But the church is teaching, like, oh, if you want the good stuff, we need your contact info and your bank account number. Yeah, yeah. You know? But also, like, um, and and there's no, like, personal part of it. It's just, right. like, fill out a form. Yes, exactly. Now you're in. Yeah. That makes me, that makes me mad. Yeah, yeah. That's personable. Yeah. Uh, I have a little background for you. Okay. So the Pharisees, <laughs> this guy says, um, well, the Pharisees, a group of lay leaders whose authority lay and their ability to interpret the Torah, the law, okay. certainly had a voice in Jesus's day. It was after the destruction of the temple in 70 CE that they emerged as the primary representatives of the Jewish leadership. So the confrontation represents and here seems then to be the increasingly bitter conflict between the Jewish congregation, that's the synagogue okay. of Matthew City, and a small group of those who are called out, which is Ecclesia, as Matthew's church. Theirs was a family fight, and the name-calling and harsh rhetoric flourished. <clears throat> so, 70 CE. But 40 years after Jesus' death, Matthew's community has been, the whole Jewish community has been through terrible stuff. 
Okay. But Matthew is really trying to keep his church focused. Remember, we said our theme for Matthew was hang in there. Yep. Yep. Right. But also, he's he's barking back here against the people who were telling him they're doing it wrong. Right. Right. Which you know, we have a certain group of people t- today that's telling us that we're doing it wrong. Do we? Yeah, I would think like the triads. The triads, the trads, the trads that yeah. that call for Latin Mass, the High yeah. Holy Mass. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, it's just uh, I, I I say this probably every episode. Yeah. Love humans, just the yeah. cycle of it all. We just do the same, keep on doing the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. What does that? How does that make you feel? like um uh well i love it because i i'm a natural fighter in the sense of just um i mean not in a physical fight i'll tell you that much that is when i flight um oh. <laughs> but i like i like to i like the underdog i like to to question authority and i like that so i i like that um we're in a time now that this is happening i don't yeah. know how i would be say like in the 50s or 60s when everyone was doing the same thing and, yeah you know, we, we perceive that everyone was doing the same thing yeah um, yeah i don't know how i would if i would have if i would be involved or not uh, yeah so i like the like the that i'm an anti-cultural person in in the world but also in the catholic world i'm also anti-culture there as well yeah so you're just you're just a pain in the neck all the way around yeah yeah you know like some people some people call them prophets but pain uh, in the neck yes, also right no prophets happens. i know i'm definitely not a king or a priest so there's one left yeah <laughs> well, uh tell me this what happens to religious leaders that gets them to wear their preachers and sneakers like what is it that why is it so hard for religious leaders to just focus on the good stuff without getting so distracted and trying to be like impressive? Uh, I honestly, I think it's um, probably having like good, honest people around them and mm. uh, a real, yeah. true, uh, authentic connection to God. Yeah, there's just no way that you could really be praying authentically and having a good, great relationship with God and then um, treat people like shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think like, I think those are the two things. Like, I think that, you know, that we always say that God put puts people in your life kind of thing and, you know, having that connection, I really do think so. And I think a whole, the whole, the whole servant mindset as well, that we are not the center. We're not the best. We're not, um, God solution to every problem, you know, and, and some need that, some, that servant and humbling part as well. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus is pretty clear that if you, if you want to be exalted in this world, if you want to be, you know, on stage and applauded by your people in this world, then that's your chance. Like, enjoy while it lasts. Right. Because it won't. 
yeah. less. Yeah. But and the opposite is true too, right? Yep. But I'm thinking about like the phylacteries. Do you know what phylacteries are and the tassels? Are those the the small bones in your fingers? Oh, good guess, but no. <laughs> I think those are phalanges. <laughs> what a good guess. Uh, okay, phylacteries are uh, boxes that they that Orthodox Jews strap to their bodies, right? So they're, okay. they're. I've heard these. Yeah, I just learned today that it's um, the same from the same root word as prophylactic, so preventative or protective. So phylacteries, I'm just going to read this, yep. are worn in pairs. One phylactery is strapped on the left arm and one is strapped to the forehead of Jewish men during weekday morning prayers. Um, the phylactery strapped to the arm is called the shell yad and has only one compartment. The one on the forehead containing four compartments is called the shell rosh. The letter shin is printed on uh either side of the head phylactery. <laughs> Various rules govern the length and widths of the straps and how to tie it, et cetera, et cetera. But the point is inside each phylactery are four passages from the Old Testament, one from Exodus, one from Deuteronomy, um, two from Exodus and two from Deuteronomy. Okay. And they basically are meant to remind them always basically of of god being first you know they're, they're wearing the word of god as protection okay right so here they are right wearing the actual word of god on their bodies doing this ritualized putting on of it right which is going to be like a prayer physical sort of prayer process but even then Jesus is saying they're getting distracted. They're like, I'm so good at this that I need bigger phylacteries. Yeah, yeah. Right, like my, my, the size of my phylactery and my tassels show everyone around me that I am a really great rabbi, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, And that, so that kind of kills me because you can be doing it all, right? You can be following all of those ritual actions and like really have it freaking, you know, tattooed in your skin. Yeah. And you can forget and get distracted. Yeah. This reminds me of like um uh the happy birthday song. Like if you go to a restaurant and you have like servers singing, like they're not really into it. They this is like a job, <laughs> but it you're still being sung compared to like when huh. you see videos of people who are like opera singers or in drama and they're like uh -huh. harmonies and you can tell that they really enjoy what they're doing yeah and you just see, sense that it's it's better it's clearly yeah. better so i that it's really it, he really because we can get stuck as humans about the rituals yeah and forget the meaning and you know, yeah, so true. of the matter which i believe is a song part <laughs> of the matter yeah i think it's genesis or part of the matter. no i'm just kidding I don't know. <laughs> but yeah i mean we have people in our church too that do that they like you know mm -hmm. show off their beautiful rosaries or right you know or they or they veil themselves yes. to be to look you know oh, the veils yes which 
maybe maybe is so that people will see them as very pious right yep mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah a lot of that yeah yeah I don't, I, with the synod that's been going on yeah tell me about it because you've been well, sending me a lot of articles which is great and i thank you but i'm i'm waiting for me um i'll get that to you okay perfect um but one thing that happened at the, at the, before the synod meetings um was that they did a retreat and they went to the catacombs near rome cool and they were taught about this thing that happened at vatican ii okay which is called the, the pact of the catacombs have you heard about this no okay it's so like an agreement of the cat catacombs at the catacombs they all uh, for, what was it 40 44 pre uh bishops 44 bishops signed this pact okay. and the pact said that they would quote try to live according to the ordinary manner of our people in all that concerns housing food means of transport we renounce forever the appearance and the substance of wealth especially in clothing and symbols made of precious metals so 44 people vowed bishops catholic bishops vowed that they would be live like the poorest people in their dioceses okay. they would not be showing off gems or precious metals and um more than 500 bishops added their signatures in the next few months so this is a this is a new pack this is not this is from 1965 i think oh 1965 okay okay so why have we not heard of this pact why have we not noticed this pact well they're probably dead <laughs> yep the last one <laughs> just died but like what happened to the pact yeah we didn't we've never seen bishops living simply right remember mansion murphy no no but that's a great name he left here in boston went i think up to buffalo or new york or something and lived in this incredible mansion uh, was it murphy i don't know anyway they live in beautiful homes yeah <laughs> so like what what is it that takes something so intense like this yeah that they would sign it making this pact and then let it be forgotten right well you know? yeah and why didn't they do another pack I, I don't know they might have <laughs> i don't know but i mean it, but it's also it's also sad that they had to do a pack you know yeah like they could already be doing this right and I know that, like, when I know my like family always says that, like, oh, and priests don't take a vow of poverty. Like, they that is like a thing that I hear all the time yeah. when they're talking about like sisters and brothers. But and then someone's always like, but then a priest doesn't take a vow of poverty. Right. And uh, so I get that. I totally get that. And, yeah. I don't know. I guess my point is. Yeah. We make these promises. You know, we we do these rituals. We fall in love with God and God's church and we yeah. say this I'm I'm in I'm in this 100% and then life gets in the way and our humanity gets in the way right yeah yep and um we need to reset yes and it's a great reading to have a few weeks before advent a new year you can do you know new moon new you and right the church can look at our ourselves and 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 
see what we need to change. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. See, oh, we have, um, like we said, a few weeks left before the the end of this year and the beginning of the next. Yeah, the and, bloom of Advent. Right. And we're starting to see, well, Advent, we'll talk about Advent. Okay. But Advent's really kind of a cool time if we if okay. we pay attention. But the, the weeks, you know, the readings and the weeks before are trying to move us to get ready for that. And they're, so these things are like, look, time is ticking. Yeah. These readings we're hearing, they're like, get your shit together. Uh -huh, uh -huh. If you believe this, then live it, you yeah. know? And I just read somewhere that part of a, part of a bishop's ordination was, here's the, the bishop hands a deacon a book of the gospels and says here is the gospels of which you are now a guardian and it says something like read it uh, teach what you read and practice what you teach okay something like that i'll define it but yeah. i was like yeah there it is like don't this isn't about anything but this gospel this right. goodness yeah exactly so maybe don't wear your phylacteries to mass this week yeah i won't <laughs> any last thoughts rabbi <laughs> no i think this is um just really nice it just it's it's just interesting to see um I would love to see like the reaction of uh, the people from this gospel, because how can you not see yourself in some of this? Yeah. And, you know, do, yeah. you, do you fight it? Do you, are you humbled by it? Does it, does it make you question things? Yeah. That's good. Honestly, I do think too, that it's like, it might be a way for people to decide whether they're going to the right church. Yeah. You know, like if you're hearing this gospel and you're going to church on Sunday and seeing a minister who is exalted. Yeah. Who is, you know, uh, you know, not humble and it can be sneaky. Right. But you, you got to pay attention because yeah. you could be impressed by the size of the phylacteries and the tassels. You can be like, oh, I buy this. Or the sneakers. Right. I want those sneakers. I yeah. want to be, you know, so we have to be really careful. I think when deciding what church to go to and who we're going to listen to. As and, far as goes. and there's definitely like the outsider sees this reading and, and is calling people out for it too. Yeah. Yep. That's where the, I think the most frustration part comes from church. Yeah. People are really understanding this reading and then applying it. Yes, absolutely. We've said this. They they teach all the right stuff, it says in the readings. They yeah. know what they're teaching, yeah. but they don't do it. So right. listen to what they say, but don't practice. Don't yeah. follow what they practice. Which is like the worst parenting thing too, right? To say, do what I say, not what I do. Right. So we can all learn a lesson here. We all can. Yeah. We all can. And listener, I hope you got a little something out of this too. Yeah, a little something, something. A little something, something. We're happy to be here with you. And... um. We're super humble, 
So you don't have to worry about that with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. We're good. We're we don't good. Get, we don't even get paid for this. <laughs> I listen to a podcast where every once in a while they go like, who's listening to this? Like, what, what do we care if yeah. this is any good? We're not getting paid for this. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well. Yeah, it's a passion project. Yeah, right. Well, we'll be here next week, hopefully in Mm -hmm. person, um, because we've been doing some remote stuff these past couple of weeks. But Mm -hmm. uh, we hope to see, hear you, and 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 listen, and be here and listen next week. Yeah, reach out, listeners. We love you. (sighs) Stephen, have a great week. You as well. And uh, thanks for listening to Lux. Bye now. The podcast. Oh, the podcast. Right, we do that. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Lux, the podcast. Best way to support the show is to share it with those that you love. Listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or where you listen to your podcasts. Lux, the podcast is written by Margot Morin, and she's available for spiritual direction at margomorin.com. Lux, the podcast is produced by Simon Antonio, and you can find them at simonantonio.com. Find the podcast on Instagram at Lux underscore the podcast.